Hey there, folks. I uh, wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor, in our opinion, is the easiest way to make a podcast today. First off, it's free, and we obviously like that. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your computer or even your smartphone. They distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on all the big name streaming services, talking Spotify, Apple Podcasts, a bunch more, all the places you listen to our podcast. You can generate money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are getting into podcasts or it's something that interests you, then download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey there, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Two Loud Adams podcast season two. We have uh, a very special episode. This is not your, your normal uh, run-of-the-mill uh, episode where we're going to run through and talk about you know recent performances or maybe some, some significant rumors or transfers. We've actually got a special guest here in the studio. I say in the studio with uh, with quotation marks, I guess, with my fingers, because the studio is still in a, in a COVID environment, is still uh, a video conferencing line. But, uh, you know, here on that line with us, we have uh, Clarence. Uh, is it is it Coach Clarence? Clarence, what is you want? What is your role um, with with Loudon and with DC United? Uh, well, I mean, uh, with I'm I'm pretty much like with Loudon, uh, so director of operation with Loudon, pretty much. So uh, Loudon is pretty much where my gig is. Like, um, so I started. I know I started with uh, with DC United uh, as a as a camp coach, you know, over over the summer about two two or so years ago. So um, I mean, because I've always uh, been a coach uh, since I was 18 years old, and I've coached. Uh, kids started from two years old and all the way to adult uh, 20 some plus years old so coaching has always been a passion of mine and um i went uh, when i went to Emory henry college uh that's where i met uh uh who now i call like a really great friend of mine and uh and a, and a mentor of mine who is uh nathan kish he was a coach at that time and um which he reached out to me about uh, what, a few years back, two or so years ago, and asked him how I was doing and if I was still coaching. He always checked on me from time to time to make sure, you know, I'm I'm keeping a straight line. And, um, and yeah, and then he invited me to come down and um, help out with camp, uh, with the DC United Academy camp over the summer, uh, which for me was a really big opportunity. And uh, from there, you know, it was a no-brainer. Uh, I was able to help out. Uh, with camps and also shadow him as a head coach because uh, he was a head coach for the U19 and also he ran the U23 program for the academy. So it, it was no brainer. I was getting uh, experience uh, with him and uh, he's someone, like I said, I call like a mentor of mine and being around him and shadow him has kind of guided me to where I am now uh, with Loudon. Uh, we, we started with uh, Adam Banky. Uh, and uh, I remember uh, we started uh, this thing all together. I remember the first thing, the first appearance I did with Loudon uh, with uh, Adam was at the farmer's market. And uh, I think in the, in Reston, far, uh, farmer's sure. market. And we yeah. just have all kinds of Adams on this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. We obviously yeah. loved Adam Banky. It was Adam Banky. Adam Banky. Yeah, great, <laughs> uh, great guy. And then he was like, yeah, man, we got something out there. He was very excited about it. So got me, I mean, got my head all worked up. Like, okay, okay. How can I help? And, you know, I started by helping, actually. I didn't have a position in the club at all. 
at that time um, after after the camp. Um, you know, Coach Ryan actually, Coach Ryan Martin, who is the head coach right now for Loudon, yeah. he was a director of uh, for the academy, and he offered me a position as a camp coordinator uh, with this United Academy. So, Heck yeah, so yeah. So as I was doing that, I was pretty much helping Adam, uh, Adam Banky with uh, with Loudon. I mean, um, something major. I wasn't looking like, oh yeah, that's the way I want to go. But uh, I mean, it's like it was soccer, and I wanted to help him, and he needed the help. So we went to rest, uh, rest and farmers market, and we got scarves, a table with scarves and balls and everything. And and, and I'm looking around, man, but fruit and family that's coming to get their little, you know, uh, um, stuff to go home. And then here we are trying to talk to people like, hey, we're bringing a professional team into Loudon. And a lot of people thought we were talking about uh, like kids, and just look at us like, yeah, yeah away and, and i'm looking at adam's like man we're screwed what's going on here <laughs> and and then poof i right, started at the farmer's market and then now to traveling all over the uh, all over the country playing games and on national tv and having yeah. a sold out stadium at the uh, you know opening uh, games i mean it's a it's an unbelievable thing that happened with this club and where it started. And I mean, I'm happy to be a part of it, honestly. And I'm, and I, and I'm happy to be one of the person that I know for sure that started, you know, from the beginning. So yeah, my role with the club, I mean, I do, you know, I feel like this club is like, it's my, it's my baby. So there's nothing that I don't do. And you're, I don't do is that. Now that you're director of operations, I mean you're you're the guy, right? You're you're the one we're gonna shoot all the questions to, all the annoying questions to. We're gonna, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's that's awesome, man. That's I you, mean, you, I mean, I don't see myself as that. That's a, that's a crazy point. I don't see myself as a you know director of operation or whatever it is. Like for me, it's like when uh, the first year of Loudon, I was dealing with with the players' uh, equipment. I was washing the players' equipment. You know, I was you know packing the players' uh, bag. And equipment, even though I had other stuff that I need to do, you know, getting ready to put in the 23s, you know, who's who's leaving and emailing the league or helping coach, you know. So it's like for me, it's like um, I'm in an environment where, you know, it's like nothing is too much and nothing is too little for me to do. And I think uh, sometimes that's got kind of things like, you know, uh, people kind of like overlooked and but. You know, I don't put myself in any kind of situation where it's like, oh, that's this is my title. This is what I do. I don't do yeah. this. I don't do that. I sure. Mean, if uh, if Coach Ryan's running a session here and then we want somebody to chase the balls, well, guess what? I'm going to put my shoes on and I'm not chase the balls. So, so yeah, so sometimes people think I'm on the coaching staff going to be coach, but nah, Coach Ryan is a, is, is a head coach. We have Coach Victor as a assistant. And I'm here to just uh, get, get this uh, club going and be a part of, in any department and however I see fit and just, you know, just anything I can do to help with this club. And like I say, it's like my baby and I ain't going to bed until something's done. I like it. You're like the one size fits all. Uh, you're the, you're the fixer. You're, you, you can do it all. That's awesome. I'm like pretty much like the majority of people, perfect size shoes, nine and a half. Let's put it that way. <laughs> there you go. I like do, you, that. do you see yourself <laughs> taking like a higher position in the future? You think what's higher than director? I mean, Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, I'm still, I'm still growing into the club. I'm still growing, and as a, you know, as a professional, 
And, you know, you always want to go higher. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean if, if, if anyone tell you, oh, yeah, I'm settled from where I am, I mean, like, you know, they don't have the passion to, to do exactly what you want them to do. So, of course, like, you know, you always want to grow. You always want to, you always want more. So with that, it's just like, you know, wanting more is, is one thing is like you can't forget of where you came from. And right? for yeah. me, it's like no matter what the title is, no matter what the job is, you know, I won't mind keep chasing the balls or do whatever it takes because that doesn't separate me from anyone. Well, that's that's awesome. Well, it's great to have you here on the show. Um, It's great to have you here for an interview. And so let's let's jump into the reason why you're here. Um, Last year we signed uh, a young uh, player from, I believe, Niger by the Niger, name of yeah. uh, Kairu Amustafa. And uh, his journey made it to semi-national headlines. I mean, it, it was getting circulated around the rumors about uh, the, the process of bringing over this international player uh, overseas, but not, not just, you know, in what would normally be a series of pretty difficult flights. He, he did it in the midst of, the beginning of this this pandemic that we obviously know and we're all dealing with right now, which is COVID nineteen, um, and the, the all these rumors started circulating around about how that that trip happened, how what 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 went on, um, you know, hundreds of hours of of bus time and all this different stuff, and obviously it was it was a very complex and very uh, difficult journey, but but we have an opportunity, a, a really really cool opportunity to talk to the man who was on the phone with him the entire journey. I mean, who was there along the way and, and, and helping him along uh, to, to, to find his way all the way to, to this little Loudoun County, um, you know, soccer team that he now plays for. And what a better time to discuss it right after the announcement of his re-signing for, for our club. So obviously as a fan, we're all, we're all excited to see what Kairou can do in 2021. Uh, he's seriously one of the fastest people I've ever seen, uh, play the game, and we're we're excited to see him continue to sharpen um, the the arsenal of weapons that he he has that we we witnessed. But um, yeah, we we want to hear the story, and and we want to hear it uh hear hear it and kind of get that that clear image of of what all happened. And I, it's just a crazy awesome story, and I, I think it a lot of people would like to hear it. Yeah, I mean, um, like you say, you're playing well. I mean, with Kyra going from Niger, uh, it's been a uh, it was a journey for sure. Uh, I can say it was one of the, oh, it was one of the most challenging thing uh, for me, uh, time during the season for sure for me to try to get them here in the in this country during the pandemic, and uh, and I and I can be honest, like you know, I was the only one. You know, I had uh, you know a stork marriage. Uh, that's a technical director that I was on the phone with to try to figure out that hey, you know. You know, you always gotta talk to the to the to the man above. You know, you gotta tell him that. You know, so I was pretty much talking to the student, make sure I get the things right, make sure you know we can be able to do this, we can be able to do um, a certain things that we need to do to get him here. And I know the whole time, Cairo, he only had one one thing in his head is to try to get to the team. And uh, and for me, it's like in my position, and uh, I think uh, that is something that. You know, I want for everyone to know, like there's and in, in every team, there's someone like me, you know, that's always gonna do the work to make sure everything goes well for the players. Kind of like a player specialist, as you want to call it. And uh, I mean, 
So how, however you want to name it, there's always a, a, a team admin there to try to make sure everything goes well with the players, whether it's booking a flight, whether it's trying to find the players in the hotel, whether it's booking the hotel for the teams, whether you try to figure out meal, um, meal prep. So uh, to, and to any team admin out there, really, if you listen to this, you know, I appreciate you. I mean, I'm sure the players appreciate you for, uh, for all you do. Uh, with me and, uh, and Kairu was like really special because like uh, I said special because he was able, we were able to communicate in the same language, which is French. And um, which I know last year, we, uh, the year before that, we had a few Spanish players, uh, Hispanic players, you know, I was trying to learn Spanish to try to communicate with them. But uh, with Kairu was French, so it was kind of easy. I was like, okay, no problem. I'll talk to him, no problem. We, we'll We'll chat, we'll text. So his only goal was to get here. And uh, when I talked to him, I was like, hey, you know, the pandemic happened. We have a situation. He goes, and his answer to me was simple. I don't care what it is. I want to be there for the team. I don't want to stay here. I, I want to be there for the team. Like, I know the team's coming back. They're going to train. You know, I signed to play for Loudon, and, and, and I want to be uh, in Loudon. So, you know, of course, my plan, first thing is like, okay, let's look for flights. So we're looking for flights. And of course, during the pandemic, everywhere is showing you there's a flight. But in reality, which I found later, they're really not real flights. <laughs> Just like, it was like, uh, you know, uh, flight details people had, like, um, you know, the, the airlines had uh, online. So I booked the first flight, which I found out. It wasn't a real one, so um, oh, no. booked another one, <laughs> and Cairo went to the airport uh, over there, and I wish that's the best part about him, too. Like, he was able to do whatever it takes where he was to make sure that I had everything right sure, for sure. him. So the airport was uh, pretty far from where he lives, and I told him, okay, can you get to the airport and check and ask this simple question for me? So he went and uh, when he got there and told him like, no, there's no flight out of Nome at all until we were told otherwise. I was like, okay, so whatever flight I just booked is not right. So I had him talk to, you know, to the uh, people that um, the airlines that uh, Ethiopian airlines actually, which I talked and it was like, no, there's no flight. And it's only one flight out of here, which is like United. And it's only for um, for people that have a U.S. passport. And that flight only get out once a week. I was like, okay, well, you don't have a U.S. passport. And he had a cousin of his that worked uh, at the airport. So the cousin is kind of like, no, the details, like the airline, but with the, with the airports and stuff. And so the so I got in contact with the cousin. I was like, okay, how can I get Cairo here? And he goes, there's one solution. I was like, okay, whatever solution is it, let's do it. And he goes, he will have to go to Togo and fly from there. There's flight out of Togo to go, uh, to come in, into the US. And I said, okay. Um, and come find out, you know, he, can, he could not take a flight from where he is to Togo. But there there's is no a, flights. No flights were leaving. No, yeah, no, there's no flight we're leaving. Even though there was one that said is leaving from, um, Name to uh, Lome, Togo, and then from Togo he will fly straight to Newark uh, uh, in New Jersey. So um, 
That's, now, um, now, real quick, ge- geography lesson here. Uh, Niger is, is pretty central Africa, right? Um, Togo is southern. It will, it's on the southern end of the western side, right? These are, these are not two countries that border each other. No, they're, they're, they're not close. Yeah, they're, they're I mean, the, the, if you just look at Africa as a continent, you may go, oh, they're, they're just there and there. But, like, these are massive swaths of land apart. I mean, th- this is this is not like uh, I, I don't know. I can't. I wouldn't be able to put the reference <laughs> it, but this is this is a, a half of the United States in distance, maybe more, right? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, uh, through Benin and or Burkina yeah, Faso. Yeah. yeah. So um, when I talked to the cousin, uh, when I, when I, I talked to, uh, to his cousin, uh, they told me, yeah, it would take him two days to get there, and um, and then so therefore I had to book the flight. On that, um, on the day that you know, if you get there on a, after the two days, maybe the next day, book the flight. I said, okay. So spoke to Cairo. Of course, he spoke to his agent, and then him and I were talking. Hey, Cairo is ready. He wants to come. He's ready to pack. He's already packed. Just he just waiting for the directions and when to go. Mm. So we went on and booked the flight from um, from Lome to uh, to New York. So we went on to book that flight and I spoke to him. He goes, yep, I'm packed. I'm ready to go. My cousin's already given me the, uh, the directions of where I need to go and to cross the border. Got me a connection with uh, the person that's going to take me from uh, um, uh, Nanmei to, uh, to cross the border on, on the boat. And so he had the bus uh, bus tickets and everything. So, okay. So I was, all right. Looking I think through this Google was Maps, happen. let's see. It's about an 18-hour 18, 18 drive from Niami to Lome Tokoan International, assuming no stops. That's that's if you can yeah, drive that's the whole uh, way. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's if you can drive the whole way. Yeah. So so I spoke to Kairu and he was ready to go. Uh, so I spoke to the coach, like, hey, this is what it is. Talk to Stu, this is what it is, and we booked it. He said, Okay. So wow. and I was on the phone with him and I told him, Okay, no matter what happened. I'm going to need you to find a way to get in contact with me. I'm going to have my fun with me all night. And he was like, you know, sometimes, most of the time, it was like really late night here. So he traveled during the day and some part of it's like nighttime here. So I'm like, okay. So I had my phone on loud and I Bluetooth it to the speaker. So in case, <laughs> you know, the, it's not loud enough, the speaker can blow it up. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So I'm like by my phone, you know, on the computer, waiting, waiting, waiting. So of course, everywhere he goes, he reach out. It's like, okay. So you hear. Uh, so now the next step will be this. So and, and he would call like when he gets like the bus station. Is... So sorry, I think I dropped connection. Yes, he will call like to wherever he stop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he will call me at every stop. That's all. So awesome. when he left his house, he called me. I talked to him. I. Yeah, I talked to him. I was like, okay, are you are you in a car? I said, yep, I'm going. So he left. And I said, okay. So I was on the phone. I said, okay, relax. Just, you know, travel safe. Uh, reach out to me when you stop. Gosh. So when he stopped, he got to the border with the boat. Of course, he sent a video. And <laughs> I never seen I never seen a kid with that big of a smile on his face on a... <laughs> <laughs> I don't. How do I? How do I phrase this boat? It's kind of like a canoe, and made in wood. Yeah, with like an outboard motor. Of yes, yeah. now, I, I don't think there was no motor in it. It was like hand paddling. Was it really? So there I got to no see motor. a video yes. of it, but I, I don't think I saw. I just imagined yeah, a was, motor. So it's like kind of like a sampan. Nah, that's 
yeah, yeah there, there, uh, there was no motor. It was like really it was just hand, hand paddle, like, like hand paddling. I saw that video. Across. It's a big river. Yeah, it, it's a massive freaking yes. river, man. This it's is a, not. It's a massive river. Yeah, it, this is not the James River or or, uh, or what's the river up here, the Potomac. You know, it's no, no. This is yeah. this is Mississippi with a little bit of extra going on. I mean, this is yeah, yeah. it was a, a wildly big river and terrifying. Uh, just watching the video, I can't imagine. You know him, and you know he's like this is. Uh, you said he had a positive positive mentality, but he was he was smiling. Yeah. But that's oh man, I'd be terrified. Yeah, he was smiling in a video, and then he texts me, and then so I was like, okay. So I'm like, the whole time I'm watching this video, I'm like, man, this kid is a legend. And I'm thinking, it's like, I don't think there's anybody else I know as a, you know, professional player that would be willing to go do that. And then from that point forward, I knew that no matter what it is, I would do anything for this kid. Yeah, I because bet. he's doing like he was doing something for a club and people that he never met. You know, for fans that he never seen, for fans that don't know of him, know who he like, you know, who he was, or you know, nothing. He just and, positively said, you know what, I want to be there. I'm going to be there, and I'm going to take. I'm going to do. I'm going to go through whatever it takes to be yeah. there. So. And, and he- he didn't do it also for the for the, the the gratitude. I mean, he didn't like for instance, he's not asking us to do this episode. He might not even know about us doing it. Um, you know, he he does this stuff simply because it, he just wants to because he he want, you know, he's he's just got that positive mentality from what I hear. Um, you know, yeah. he, he did this for a group of fans or for you know uh, all these different fans, these Loudon fans who for the most part don't even speak uh, the same language as him, you know. So it's just absolutely amazing that he would he would he would go through. So either way, continue on with the story. He, so he's crossing yeah. this river. And for me, like from uh from that video, like I said, from that video, I was like, okay, like this kid just earned my respect. And 100%. there's nothing that there's nothing that I won't do for this kid, no matter what it is. Cause like I see myself like he's doing this for me as well. You know, I, I'm a part of this club. You know, he's doing this for me. And then here he is, like, putting his trust in me to guide him, to be on the phone with him, to be there for him. And we've never met. <laughs> you know, we've never met. So he got on the boat. And when he got across, and we had already set him up uh, with, uh, with a motorcycle ride. So he had to take a motorcycle ride to, um, to, the, uh, to the bus. So he got, so what's funny is that how, he got how on long? a motorcycle. How long is he, uh, is, he, is he driving or is he riding on the back of his motorcycle? No, he's riding on the bike of um on the back of the motorcycle. I think he with his suitcase. Had, yeah, with like, his suitcase. Oh my god! So he had the so he had the suitcase. He had one of his suitcase in front of the motorcycle, and then one between him. I believe it was between him and the, and the driver. And the driver, and then uh, I think it was a uh, a ten or so, fifteen minutes or um okay. like, motorcycle ride, something like that. But either way, you know, it's still it's still, it's still crazy. With all that luggage, I mean, I, I don't know, to those who haven't ridden most motorcycles before, at, at a point, you know, I, I thought you were going to say, like, hours, because I was going to go, like, oh, my gosh, your, your butt gets, like, numb, you know? Like, just even just that small amount of time, uh, it was very uncomfortable and probably difficult to hold on to his luggage and everything. I mean, I mean, you got to think, too, he did not have enough space on the, on that boat either where it was, because he had his suitcase between his legs, and uh, so... So yeah, so he got on the motorcycle and he was like happy and he was like, yep, I'm on the motorcycle, I'm going to the bus. I was like, okay, and I'm going to lose. So he went, got on the bus, I was like, okay, now, you know, rest up, 
and I'm going to be here. If you need anything, text me or call me. So, of course, like for me, too, like I was trying to get some rest at some point. So that's why I don't look. I'm not too dead uh, to not be able to help him. Sure. So uh, he got on the bus. And when he gets you know, when he get there, and I believe that was, uh, what, the first 12 or so, 12 plus hours of bus ride uh, that he was on. And um, wow. and he stopped, and when he got there, and he and he, he called me, say, "Hey, I'm here." I was like, "Okay, so what's next?" He was like, "I'm waiting now for the next bus." He's like, "Okay, um, stay there. Did you eat?" He said, "Yeah, I ate something earlier." And I was like, "Okay, now make sure you know you try to get some food, try to get some rest, and uh, don't miss the next bus." <laughs> and he goes, "No, I won't miss." It. I'm like, "No, no, don't miss the next bus." So like, so he told me the time that the next bus. We'll leave. So, of course, like, I, will, I call him back and reach out and say, hey, have you bought the bus yet? He was like, yep, I'm on the bus. I was like, okay, great. Now, relax. Let me know when you get there. Yeah. And uh, it's, it was another, you know, 10 plus hours again. So, he left. And uh, when he got there and we had his uh, flight booked for a day or two later as when he, like, from when he, he arrived there. So um, when he got there again, he called me and we talked and, you know, he was telling me, you know, he was tired. I was like, okay, we have room for you to stay at the hotel. Um, you know, when you get to the hotel, yeah. let me know. When at this point, he's in. in Togo, right? He is, he's made it all the yes. way to Togo. Yes, yes. At this point, he was there and uh, was on the phone with him and, you know, talking to him. And he and then the whole time, he was just excited. He was just excited because, like, he can like for me, like he can see, like, yep, I am one, one, you know, one flight away now, like one trip away to get to where I want to go. So he was excited, and he was asking me, was like, okay, what is he gonna do when he get back? Is he gonna, you know, like his size, what he, you know, like his shirt size, uh, uh, short size? I was like, don't worry about it. We already have this. The thing is, like, when you get here. You know, you have to quarantine for 14 days. Oh. And uh, so so on top of this whole trip, he had to come back and quarantine for 14 days. And and he was like, ah. Oh. But he was like, oh, you know what? It's okay because I'll be there 14 days. I'll be ready. And, um, and uh, of course, you know, he, he stayed, uh, I think, a day or two in there and, you know, hang out, relax a little bit, catch some breath, rest. And then when he got on the plane, and of course, I was in the, I was I was there before he boarded, and I told him, okay, as soon as you land, let me know, because I will have somebody to pick you up from New York to take you to Loudon. Which yeah, because that's know, not down the road, you know. It's as you know, New Jersey's not down the road. No, which uh, which he didn't know at that time. He didn't know it was going to be that long of a drive. Oh, so, um, poor guy. So, so I had uh, my assistant at the time who was, uh, you know, more than happy to go and, and pick him up. So when he got there, of course, he got on the phone with me, and and, and my assistant did, does not uh, speak a word of French, and and Cairo couldn't understand uh, English pretty well. So I was on the phone with him, like, okay, hey, look for this color car, and this is where the car is. Just walk, and as he's talking, you know, and he keeps losing service because his phone could only you could only work on um, Wi-Fi. So he was using Ooh, the airport yeah. Wi-Fi, yeah. So he was using the airport Wi-Fi. So I'm like, 
So when every time he goes outside, I lost him. Like, okay, that's, I was like, so he went back, called me. He's like, okay, help me. Like, all right, I'm gonna follow you to this, this direction. And I want you to follow from the, like, from what I said. He said, okay. So I told him, okay, you want to walk outside, you go this way, and you're gonna see this, this sign. And I had a picture sent to me. So I sent him the picture. I said, look at it. It's gonna look like this. And the car is gonna be this color. And then this oh, is the person that's waiting my. for you. And of course, and, this person, this assistant, she, she, or they can't, they can't just sit there and wait because it's an airport. It's you know, you know, airports they, they, they kind of like shuffle you along. You know, oh my word. So it was nighttime. So that's the thing. It, it was, it was already nighttime. I believe okay. he land here. I believe he land here on like, I want to say eight p.m. or nine p.m. Okay. okay. I believe he land. He land here, and then he had to come drive to to Loudon. So I believe sure. he landed over. Yeah, around 8 p.m. he he landed, and when he landed, when he called me, and I was I felt this huge weight just off my back. I'm like, yeah. And I told him, say, hey, welcome. Now this is what you're gonna go through. You're gonna have to drive a good or so a few hours to get here. He goes, oh no problem, no problem. I'm here. I'm happy. You know, I mean, and and. Of course, the first thing I did know, I texted Coach, hey, he, he landed. You know, and I um, texted the uh, students hey, to let them know, you know, Kyra landed safely. And of course, like, he's his agent. So, you know, I was guiding him. I was going to say guiding him from the airport. So, of course, he followed everything. And then I get the, um, and I get a call from my assistant and say, hey, I got him. I was like, okay, put him on the phone. So when he got on the phone, I was like, okay, hey, this is who's with you. This is the long. Uh, this is how long the drive will be. Your keys and everything will be waiting for you uh, at the place. And um, I'll see you tomorrow. You're gonna have to stay in the room. I have. Um, I've. I had already gone to Costco at that time to make sure I had like food wise that he's gonna need to eat in in his room because he had the quarantine for 14 days. So I was saying, okay, I have this in there for you. I have that in there, water, bananas, granola bars. You know, you name it. Yeah. I have it in there for you. If you need anything, you text me directly or call me directly, no problem. And of course, he was happy that he was here. And I believe he got to loud then around, I want to say two or so a.m. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, they got yeah, uh, they got there, and um, and the next morning he, he was like he was up and it was like six a.m. and he texted me. Like I'm up. What do I do? I'm like, well, you have 14 days. Yeah, you're gonna be in there, and uh, and he was asking, well, how how can I train? I'm like, yeah, you're gonna have to spend 14 days. You can't train. You have to be in there. He was like, ask, okay, if I can train with a team, can I find a field of area I can go on runs? And I'm like, no, you can't leave the place for 14 days. Oh, he couldn't leave the room. Yeah, so I mean, oh. it's part of course because like we had the players leaving that in the in the um, in the same level as him, sure, you know, sure. and he had to he had the quarantine for fourteen days, which you know, TV and eat and and contacted me and Facetiming me, so um, yeah, so um, but he was okay with it. I got him a soccer ball, and he had it in the room, and uh, he was like working. Sit ups, push up, toe touches. He was juggling. He was like, you know, doing doing the doing his work as much as he can, like yeah. in the room, and um, and the room wasn't like it wasn't like a big room, but 
but he was in there. He was doing his work. He was happy to be here. He was excited mm-hmm. to like to, to get back to the team. Like it, he, these rooms are they're 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 not like hotel rooms. This is the national. So like they're like to give everybody a perspective. They're kind of like right. They're kind of like small apartment rooms, right? Like kind of small apartments. I mean, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a version of a hotel. Like really? uh, just a smaller like a smaller like, kind of room of a hotel. Really? Um, but yeah, so he was in there, and he had, um, and of course, like every week, uh, every time I go you know, grocery shopping for the team, you know, I'll stop by and I'll bring him some stuff, and we'll Facetime, and he was happy too because at that time we had Ali, Ali Endor was there that uh, also French speaking, uh, so hmm. him and him and Kairou knew each other. Uh, oh, did so they, they really talking? Yeah, they knew each other. So Kairou was pretty much like a door like right next door to uh to Ali. Yeah. So, you know, and then when Kairou needed something and I will reach out to Ali, he's like, hey Ali, um go in the uh, this area, find this for Kairou and put it at his door and go to your room. I'll call him and let him know when it's there. <laughs> so when we have food delivered there, so of course we drop the food in front of his uh door and then I'll text him, hey, food is there. And he'll get his food. He goes in. Same thing with dinner. Hey, dinner's there. He'll come outside, open his door, grab his dinner, and go. <laughs> and um, I remember when uh, closer to the uh, fortune days, and he was excited. He was like, okay, fortune days. I'm going. I'm like, yeah, you're going to get tested. When we get the result, you'd be good to come out and everything. So, yeah, he went on his first day of training, watching him lace, you know, lace the boots up. It was, it was the best day me one of the best day for me on this job i bet just yeah. watching watching him tie his shoes and running with the team going to a passing pattern i didn't know anything i mean i've seen his speed on videos but seeing the speed in person after he went through what he went through i look at i look at i i, I told myself yeah I'm unstoppable now. There's nothing else that I can't do. <laughs> I mean, uh, it was a massive journey for him. Man. Yeah, inspirational. Like he's yes, he was. He's he's been the happiest kid, like in this in the locker room, ever since he arrived. Like his mood never changed. Whether we're on the road for a game, he's either you know he's dancing, you know he's you know after a win or a tie, you know he's talking you know he'll be the loudest one like in the locker room you know but uh yeah he's a not gonna lie he's a he's a really really good friend he's like a little brother to me for sure but i know ever since he's been here it's like every question every conversation everything that coach or anyone has said to him i'll know i know for sure i'm gonna get a text later on and tell me okay what what did they say (laughs) and then we'll talk about it and then he'll go on like he understand everything so yeah he's uh He's a great, he's a great player, and uh, to be honest, like I am happy to be a part of this club to know him, and I don't know where it's gonna go next and wherever he's going. That like I'll be, I'll be happy to know that you know, like I was a part of his journey here, Heck first yeah. time here in this country. Like he's a, he's a phenomenal uh, human being, and I think that you know the more people. I know people hear stories about him and uh, you know people know him as a person. Do you know that it's someone that, you know, I don't think he ever had like any negative day. The only mm-hmm. negatives that he ever had is like 
dude, I just need the ball. I need the ball. I need the ball here. I need the ball there. I'm like, I relax. It's, it's coming. It's coming. You know, it's coming. That, that's always, that's always his thing. It's like, tell him, tell him, send me the ball. I will go get it. I'm like, okay. All right. I, I told him, I told him, I told him. And like, he would look at me like, did you tell him? Like, did, tell him to trust me. He can send it. I will go get it. And I, and I look at him like, coach, he wants it. He said, yes. Tell the Someone guy to send, send it. it. He's, yeah. he's gonna he's, he's gonna go get it. And, uh, uh, and yes, oh, and as you can as uh, as we've seen in the last you know in a few games that we see him play, he went and got it. Oh yeah, he, he went like he he, he he's took, a magnet to the ball. Absolutely. Um. Oh yeah, he went and got it. Like the best thing about him is like you know like every game he took it personal. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Like it's like I don't know. It's like someone told him that hey. That told that's that's too much talking crap about you or something. Like he took it personal. Like he would look at me and he goes, "Don't worry, don't worry." I'm like, As "Whatever you do, yeah." I'm like, "Whatever you do, no fouls." He was like, "No, no, 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 no." Today, don't worry. I'm feeling it. I'm like, "Okay, you felt Uh-oh. it last time. You felt it all the time." Yeah. And then, and he always he's ready. Like he took every game so personal. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I have, I will go to war with this kid anytime, any day. Sure. Because he will do the same. He will put everything he has on for the team, for the fans, whether he feel it, whether he feel like he's hurt, he's in pain. No, I'm fine. I can play. I can, like, he, like, to every loud and fans, I want to say for sure, like, you guys, this kid, it would do anything for the fans, for the club, and and and, and uh, he was around a great group of guys too last year that welcomed him, you know, except who he was, and um, and that's one thing that I know for sure. Like with this locker room and uh, with Coach Ryan, and we have a group of players that's that will put it on the line, you know, not you know not just for themselves. Yeah. But also for the people that they represent in the Loudoun County, and mm-hmm. uh, so to you know to see you guys come into Philly at the beginning of the season, I uh, like I had a clue, and then people was like, "Wait, we have fans here, damn! They follow, they like, they like, <laughs> yeah. they travel far." I'm like, "Yeah, man, that fans. Philly game, yeah, that was, that yeah, was pretty magical because well, we, yeah. we came out in force, and that was right before." The lockdowns really started happening, um, and, and so hopefully we can we can kind of regarner that that strength. Yeah, but, um, I mean from yeah. what, from what you guys did from what you guys did with uh, the game in Charleston last year, and, yeah, and this year in Philly. I mean, I the team really appreciated. Like when we got off the bus in in Charleston, and we saw in your face flag yeah. waving, and we saw, right. and, and, and we hear you guys like screaming, you know, shaking those guys' hands. It was like wow. Admittedly, I, I'm a bit new to the whole soccer <laughs> hooligan thing, but you know, yeah. I try to do my part leading the crowd and chants every yeah, so often. Yeah. Hey, you guys are welcome <laughs> on the road anytime. And <laughs> you know, I would just hope like everything is back safely again that yeah. you know, we can have everyone in in the community, like in our stadium. I think our plan, you know, is to keep the stadium rocking. And like, you know, I know we've been to plenty of places, you know, their stadium will rock. And I think yep. We we have that fan base in Loudon, and uh, we have. I know we are still new. You know, for me, I feel like you know this is a this is a first year because we had a first year, you know. But and it went by so fast, and the second year is like, 
boom, COVID happened. And, and then, the first year was it was a first year. It wasn't it was yeah, exactly. it was half outside the stadium. You are right though. We we have that fan base. They exist. They just need to be woken up. And, and yeah. you know, from from our perspective, the, the, the podcast perspective, I think that we're really really hoping and counting on the there being some sense of normalcy this coming season. I, I think that. We really want. We have some ideas that we'd like to, you know, deploy this year, and, and some of them will en- engage fans more and more. So, and so we're hoping from that, you know. But then from the Stampede's perspective, because obviously we're both members of the Loudon Stampede, the the supporters group, you know, th- th- it's just easier to get groups and crowds out. You know, you, you saw it starting to happen later in the season, in the 2019 season. But um, but I mean, it, it, those things aside, I mean, Kairu, man. Obviously, this kid. Yeah, you, you said it. You know, a, a couple times already. But he's he's really got he's really got it, man. Um, you know, whatever it is, he he certainly has it, and it, it's just so cool to hear that his attitude is right in line with his 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 skill set and his talents. It's just right at the top. Um, he, he's someone that we've heard uh, multiple times is is potential for uh, for being at that that high level. You know, being able to play maybe call up for DC United even continuing to grow and, and and have this upward trajectory from a professional soccer player's perspective. But, um, but it's just, I, I just, I'm really, I'm really appreciate you coming on the show. I'm really, I really appreciate you telling us the story. It's crazy. I mean, I, it, to summarize what, what everything you just said was, I mean, he essentially went to the airport potentially multiple times to get shot down, essentially just told, Hey, look, this, this is not going to, not going to happen. It's not working. Then he got on to a bus on a whim, again, this is for a, a, a team, a little team, a pro team in, in, in Loudoun County, Virginia, in, in Leesburg, Virginia, that he, he wouldn't probably be able to tell you where on a map existed. He got on a bus for 12, 13 hours, uh, every stop of the way, calling you. Uh, got on a little, like, uh, a little raft. I mean, uh, it, the boat is, is is a strong word. He's a little, like, a flotation. You know, he got, he got rowed across this this fast flowing scary i would argue dangerous river um uh, yeah. hopped on the back of this motorcycle for however many miles you know maybe 10 15 miles on the back of this motorcycle all those things while while dragging his luggage around calling you sleepless you know trying to get sleep on the bus or in uncomfortable positions uh, and then he continued you know traveling through multiple countries to eventually he got he gets this bus and he has to go another 10 to 12 hours on that bus then he has to sit and wait for a couple of days in, in in a in a city in Togo before his flight takes off because the you know that was the the next flight that you guys were able to get him and then he then he's gonna sit for for fourteen days in a country I imagine he's never been to before um you know nowhere near his home nowhere near you know where he's grown up and all nineteen years of the of of his life that he spent on this earth uh, uh he, he he's got an extra couple hours to drive probably four or five hours drive from from new york city as well to, to get here and then he's got he's got to sit for 14 days stuck in a room with a tv that probably doesn't have but one french channel on <laughs> like i mean my gosh man what what a badass story what an absolutely insp- i'm gonna i'm gonna run through a wall like I, i'm so motivated after hearing it it's so cool Nah, he's uh I mean I I can't I can't imagine uh best person uh to go through that to um through that. I mean I don't I'm I'm known people I don't see a lot of people doing this. Like you know, he could have yeah. easily said, Well, there's no flight. 
you know, there's no flight. Okay, it's okay. There's no flight. There's no yeah. flight from where I am to where. Okay, no. Like, he goes easily just like, you know, like, and then, and just you know, and, and that'll be it, you know, and then that'll be it. And then we will wait until whenever yeah. August, August, when they said that everything was going to reopen again to let the flight out. He could have wait for that. But nah, he was, like, for him, it was like, no. The longer yeah, I stay, for him, it was like, the longer I stayed home is less productive. I'm yeah. not helpful to my team. I want to be around my team. I want to. So and, and there's plenty of players, and there's nothing wrong with it, but there's plenty of players who did that. They waited until their, their countries, you know, gave the okay to fly out and, and, and to take those international roster spots. And you saw it across the USL championship. You saw it across MLS. I mean, you even saw it in some of the other leagues across Europe and the world. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but Cairo just said, no, he, he said that that wasn't going to be me. And he did it for a fan base. He doesn't No, he doesn't, he hasn't met us. It's not like, it's not like we were his one shot. There was probably dozens of teams lining up to give him an opportunity across Africa and probably even in the States or, you know, in Europe or potentially, who knows? I mean, he is a kid who was being scouted, uh, you know, and so by the fact that he, you know, we had the opportunity to scout him. We had the opportunity to bring him over here and he, he stuck to his word. He, 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 he did it. He did it for a bunch of people. He didn't owe us anything. He didn't, you know, whatever, but it's, it's awesome. And it's, it's, it's makes it even better that he's coming back this year and we get to see Kairu 2.0, uh, you know, just continuing to just light fire to those wings. Um, like we know he's going to do. So oh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this year for sure. And the fact that, you know, to have him back again, and uh, I'm excited for every game this year for sure, because uh, he's going to be flying on that field. And I'm sure a lot of teams right now already took, took note about the, the, the style of player he is. So we talk about it multiple times, like, hey, now people know who you are. And and then his answer is always the same. No, they oh, don't. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. So our, our I, I know, right? I know. They're they're taking note. I, I listen to other oh, yeah. other oh, podcasts yeah. and, and the other fans. They know his name. They are yeah, they are, they're yeah. fearing it. So I mean, I know right now he's like he's he's ready to come back already. You know, he's ready Good. to come back already to to start training, to start running, to start doing stuff. You know, getting ready for the season. So uh, yeah. he's gonna Wait, be exciting. When is he back? He's gonna be. Uh, well, right now we are really trying to figure out like the final uh, thing for the uh, starting of the preseason. So whenever sure. we have everything final with the league and, you know, we'll get all set, uh, he'll probably definitely be back, you know, uh, sooner than later. So you can quarantine and, and everything and, and, and be ready for, uh, for the preseason. So Man, uh, I know he's excited. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I know he's excited for it and I know, you know, he's ready to be here and he's going to be exciting to watch this year. And uh, if any fans get any opportunity, you know, to see him or be close with him, you know, like, you know, introduce yourself, you know, because, um, yeah, it is, uh, you know, Loudon is his home now, you know, he's, uh, he's around, he's around thousands of people that he, he doesn't know. So, you know, for me, it's like for any player that's not from Loudon or haven't played for us, it's like my goal is to, trying to welcome them in in the community now you know welcome them into the Loudon area to know that you know this is Loudon is their home now so and 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 uh, for Cairo coming coming outside the country you know that nobody I want him to feel like you know I want him to feel like home you know I want yeah. I, I want every everywhere he goes in Loudon to know that you know this is not just a random place anymore this is my home 
So, um, so that's uh, that's my goal for every international player that we have here to welcome them, make them feel Heck at yeah. home at, in the beautiful uh, Loud and Lisbury area. <laughs> which which we love and and we love that it is his home now too we certainly we certainly see him that way and uh, we're excited for for what he has in store for for 2021 hey man i, I really appreciate you taking the time and, and telling this story i i think it goes without saying it was a story that that really needed to be told that really um it, it's just amazing it, it's absolutely uh, motivational you know if, if you're ever needing like you know a, a podcast or episode to listen to with your coffee this is the one um, cause you know, like it's going to get you going for the day and you're going to, you're going to look at, you know, whatever it is you have in front of you and go, man, I, I don't have it. I don't have it that bad. Cause this was, this was a crazy, you know, badass exactly. story. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. It's just wonderful. So it, it's, it, it's so exciting. We're, we're so pumped to have him, have him back, uh, on, on the team, uh, oh, back yeah. in the red and the white. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, you can only go up, man. He, he can only go up from here. That's certainly it. So, oh yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's gonna be a great season. So I, I look forward, you know, I, I look forward to see everybody uh, in the stadium if uh, you know the still COVID thing permitted, and uh, I look forward to get back on the field and uh, play for you guys. And uh, um, and uh, like always, I'm always gonna be here to do my job to make sure the players looking good in their uniforms and be there to give you guys the good. So um, yeah, be loud. And United. <laughs> they love it. All right, man. We again, we appreciate you coming on the show and and telling the story, man. That was that was too awesome. Oh yeah, no problem, man. Anytime, and uh, and uh, I appreciate you guys for for inviting me. And um, see okay. you guys soon. Absolutely, man. Cheers. Thanks. All right, brother. See you. The Two Loud Adams podcast is proudly sponsored by the Loudon Stampede, the official supporters group for Loudon United and hosted by Adam Davis and Adam Mendelovitz. The executive producer is Mike Myers. If you'd like to be a part of our sponsorship, then hit the follow button and reach out. Cheers for now.